The Service Evolution Podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. Welcome to Service Evolution, America's premier destination for service industry leaders. We deliver the advice and insight you need to get ahead in your career, learn new skills, and succeed in the competitive world of service. Our podcast features experts from across the country who provide their valuable insight on topics such as branding, strategy building, and customer service. Whether you're just starting out or looking for ways to take your company to the next level, Join us and discover how to make a positive impact today. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black and Service Evolution, the best service podcast in the freaking world. You know why? We have Jim Robinson. That's why. What's up, Jim Robinson? Yeah, that's that just got heavy. <laughs> yeah, great to be here, man. That's freaking awesome. Man. I love it. I'm excited, man. We're going to be talking about something that is very impactful on everyone, but very impactful on people in the service industry as, you know, as a whole. And it's really about cultivating success. And by doing that in the form of habits and, you know, they rule our life. And so I want to talk about this and and jump into it because I know you're an expert on this. How do we sometimes call them rituals too? You know, the rich will make you rich. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, rituals make you rich. Rich in connection, rich in money, what you know, rich in whatever you're trying to accomplish. But yeah, there's you can call them habits, you can call them rituals, phrase them however you like. Repetition. That's it. We're gonna be talking about that. So I want to ask you, because you're a leader in the service industry, how have you identified the most impactful habits and that really contribute to success with your team? Language and repetition of language is really important. So saying the same thing the same way across all departments, and they start adapting that same thing. So language is one of the key elements to developing a company. One, they're all going to interact, and they will speak that same language. That's really, really important. Repetition creates that. So somebody new comes in, repetition of that same language, and intentionally using phraseology and language that's specific to your Mm. craft or trade or your offering has really, really been beneficial. And then we even go farther than that. We create agendas across all departments for the meetings, all departments, but we speak the same way. We ask the same questions and we get content contributing to the ultimate goal of the company and what we're trying to get to. Got it. So I was going to ask you to give an example. That's actually a really good one. I wonder if we can maybe jump into that and talk about setting that standard in those meetings and then also reinforcing the adoption uh, among the employees. Yeah. Like, what have you seen? Like, how's that yeah, work? Yeah, let's dig deeper in that. Yeah, let's go. With- so, <laughs> let's. I, I know I'm waiting. I, I really want to understand. So, when you when you do get into these meetings and you're setting the, the language and you're setting the reputation, uh, re, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Repetition. <laughs> the re- repetition. Thank you. Man, I'm Good glad I'm here. To help okay. You. I know, I know. What would I do without you? This is why you're That's here. It. From the repetition, what kind of response have you seen with people? Like, is there a good uptake with it? 
do you see them repeating the in the same language? Is that how you know it's successful? Well, repetition starts to follow repetition. And repetition is the creator of a skill. And so if you keep saying things and doing things long enough repetitively, they start to grab, they start to get traction. We do this with all of our teams, even from the most remedial entry level components to the highest performing people. So the executives are doing the same thing. Without that, there's really no gravitation to the consistency. So the buyer on the other side, it's like you go check into a hotel. You check into one in Alabama, Florida. The only thing that may be different is the way they sound. But your check-in at one of these brands are, is very consistent. So it's because there's repetition. It's being stated over and over. Here's how we address them. Here's what we do. Even our teams are like, why do I have to keep saying the same thing? Well, it, if you don't, I can tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get a very diverse, um, confusing message from many, many people simultaneously. So, it, mm. And then that becomes really hard management uh, without the consistency and the repetition. So keep repeating the same key things, the things that you've got to continually grow is the things you have to repeat, repeat, repeat. Do you find, I kind of want to talk about, you know, employees and, and making them those new habits really employee uh, or uh, appealing to them? Because not all these things people are going to like take on and be like, this is fun. <laughs> you know, like what, how, do you, how do you get them to look at these habits as, as something that is, I guess for me, it would be fun. You know, I am, but uh, for something to be oh, really appealing to them, like, oh, I want to make this shift. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, yeah, you I know, you know. Uh, so the habits, the <laughs> habits get created from the repetition and the repetition is a very natural thing. Companies should be doing the repetition, saying the same thing the same way on a regular basis. Talking about what you need a, a you know, a specific role to do, deliver consistently. You got to repeat, repeat, repeat. They are not recognizing that this is a habit thing. They come in and, you know, whatever the habit is, they tie their shoe, you know, left ones first. That's a habit. They don't realize that you're creating those habits until they have the habit. And then all of a sudden you start hearing them saying the same thing to the next person coming in behind them. And now they're training or teaching and those habits continue on. And so we don't say, hey, we're going to create a new habit for you. We just say we're going to be very, very consistent with intentionality. Here's what we do, and here's why we do that. And so we just explain it. It's detailed. We repeat the detail. We repeat why we're doing certain things. And we talk about repetition is the creator of the skill, and we've got to, we've got to create a skill. And the skill doesn't go up until there's repetition, consistency, and intentionality as to behind them. Do you think the service industry really needs to make sure that, yes, they're doing this process, they're reinforcing these habits, but they're also finding out a way to ensure that the team member in, uh, receives gratification, meaning, meaning that they're kind of rewarded for their daily habits? Yeah, so... Reward sense? programs are should be designed about what you want to have repeated. And so over the last couple of years, we come up with some new uh, awards or rewards for safe driving patterns. And because mm, everything right. is satellite tracked, 
And in the first month we did it, we gave out four or six awards. And today we're doing somewhere in the 10 or 20 per month range. So the others start seeing the repetitive behavior. What gets rewarded grows. So you have to continually reward the good behaviors. Keep rewarding what you want to grow. That is so critical. And we just discovered some of the things over the years that we can reward certain things. We call them MVPs. We call them uh, customer service awards, most valued player. There's a couple of things that we put together every month, every quarter, annually. And so we, we jump into this and keep rewarding things. It's like you as an individual or me as an individual. If we write a goal, what does it mean if we don't get it? What does it mean if we do get it? So there's a reward to self. Mm. So you say, geez, if I do X, I'm going to go buy me a new pair of tennis shoes. Or if I do X by Friday, I'm going to go take my wife to a steak dinner. You're rewarding yourself. And when you reward yourself in a, in a positive way, those, those be a negative way actually is the same. It will continually repeat itself. So always put something together on a goal. And the goals, what we teach in our business, what we train on is that repetition, consistency with intentionality. So we do that very, very specific. That makes sense. I know in prepping for our conversation, some things I need to even learn myself with these habits. One of the things I was reading about was identity driven habits, right? So it's like they become an integral part of who you are. Uh, like in who you are as a company, as a culture, cultures is just a set of behaviors, right? And so a, a company is really doing that same set of behaviors becomes an identity-driven habit uh, within an organization. How do you feel that those type of habits shape companies? And and can you actually have bad identify <laughs> identity uh, habits? Like, can you create kind of subculture problems? Yeah, if you if you don't speak much like we've just been talking about with consistent intentionality of what the ultimate delivery is supposed to be, whether it's a it's a service or it's a product, there has to be a consistency across the board. If if that's not regularly discussed, you're going to fall. You come off the tracks. You're going to be like Ohio and have train wrecks every day. <laughs> it's kind of nuts, but, but you'll fall off the tracks. You will go, you'll get derailed and there will be sub uh, cultures formed with sort, you know, smaller cliques within an organization. All of those cliques go away when you have very structured team meetings, departmental meetings, all of that with high consistency, repetition, you start to win. And everybody you start to see will gravitate to that one, one intentional effort. And that intentional effort is yeah. exponentially serve, do it with speed, speed of performance and accuracy and what you deliver. It's, it's, it seems so simple, but it takes time to develop that. You have to spend and be very intentional. You have to be present for it. Gotcha. That totally makes sense. I, you know, it's so funny. I was having a conversation with my wife the other day and we were talking about, we we're talking about habits, you know, because this show is coming up and I, you know, I chat about my stuff with my wife and we're talking about this and and uh, I was telling her that we do this with our kids too. Like we set up, we can't control our kids, cannot, it's impossible, but we can, you know, kind of control the environments. We try to create an environment that that fosters 
these type of habits. And to me, when I'm hearing you say that, it's so funny. It, it relates directly. Like, you know, the, the part of the culture of CGP is really family first, family driven, and really, you know, setting up that environment, I guess, is a big part of what, of reinforcing those habits, right? Like, how, did you intentionally, do you set that up? Do you really plan that out or how does it work? Really, it was organically formed when I first started CGP back, you know, 1985. Good Lord, that's a long time ago. But it was uh, <laughs> it was very, very organic. And it was a natural. It, it's who I am. And it was easy to address people that same way. We were a much smaller company then, so it was really simplistic. I just, you know, treat everybody like they were a brother, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, my grandmother. And eventually I'm like, well, we got to start adapting some phrases or adopting some phrases that would fit what that culture and that value system is. So then, you know, in the early 90s, I started writing value systems. And as I started writing this stuff, I'm like, man, this really aligns. And then I realized that if I didn't have it repeated consistently, even with only 15, 20, 30 people, we would fall off the rail of the intentional and the design, the organic design of why we were founded. And it was to impact yeah. people's lives. And when I've seen that, I'm like, I got to write it better, but I got to be present and actually talk about it. And so in the early 90s, I started repeating, repeating, repeating. So much so that I've been questioned over the years from employees. Why do you keep saying the same thing? You already told us that. <laughs> but there was somebody else in the room. And they needed to hear that. And they needed to hear it in a different way. If you just say it in monotone, nobody's going to be attached to it. Nobody's going to grow with it. You have to say it in different ways. Change octaves, go up, go down, add passion, be you know energetic, be very subdued. You got to be able to get to all of the people on the team. And so the cadence in which you speak and how you deliver, that's going to matter. And I figured that out in the early 90s. And since then, we've made a lot of shifts over the years. Today, it's even even different. Today, you have to speak very fast and you have to be more bullet point because we've all lost our attention spans. We've shortened them mm. because we're in higher demand. We have a lot more things in our head going on. So we got to be more bullet point, very structured, shorter meetings, high agenda, functioning type meetings. So you're very clear why you're meeting and very clear how long you're going to meet. And most people are going to be able to adapt that. But the repetition in all those meetings, you got to repeat, repeat, repeat. You know, it's got me, it has me thinking we're, we've talked a lot about different generational changes, things that people look at, you know, what you're doing in a different way. Gen Z looking at, you know, purpose in a different way than say like a Gen X or would. And, and I'm wondering, is it possible or, or, or do companies tie habits to purpose? And can you make that transition so that it really sinks in uh, with people? Well, the purpose of why you're in business, why does Hilton want you in their, in their building to rent a room, right? There's a purpose behind building the building. There's an assumed purpose as well. Mm -hmm. So being able to be repetitive across all generations, it doesn't matter which generation you're in. Everybody thinks, what's in it for me? And then if I'm my needs are being met, how can I help you? But most, 99% of your employees coming in, they first need to figure out what's in it for them. And if you can show them what's in it for them, if you do this, 
you're going to achieve this, and then they, the buyer, is going to receive X. There's a process to that, and if you spell out that process, but you got to meet the human need first. We get really descriptive in this internally. We go through the six human needs and how we're going to define getting through those. Everybody has a different lineup of those six human needs, and if you get very clear on what that looks like, you can meet them because everybody is, what's in it for me? And then what do I have I can share for you? But it's me first, and then I'm going to share with you. So if everybody has that, it's easy. You can keep yeah. repeating the same thing. It doesn't matter which generation it is. You got to keep repeating. They, what's in it for me? Tell them. Here's what's in it for you. I'm going to show you how to grow this. I always tell you, get your seatbelt on because we're going to do it really fast. And so I just show, I just tell them, here's what's in it for you. And then you get to choose your future. But for now, we're going we're gonna to train on this. Here's how we're going to do it. And then that's where you're going to head. And they're like, oh, makes sense. So their needs have been met. They know how they're going to serve because we're going to get real clear on that. That's what we do. I see. I love that, man. It's like an inside scoop, right. man. It's like the cheating secrets. I, well, that's why that's why I love doing these podcasts, man. <laughs> it's kind. Of, it's the cheat code. It's the cheat code to. It's a cheat code to service yeah. industry. Yeah. You know, yeah. like this is it. I love it. All right. Well, let's take a minute. We're going to take a break. We'll thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Let's do it. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember, call CGP. They are ready to be on site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they're a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today, 858-454-7326. Or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Sean Black. And uh, the reason we're here is to give you those cheat codes, cheat codes we're yeah. talking about to the service industry. And we're doing that with Jim Robinson. Welcome back to the let's show, go, sir. Man. Let's, let's power up on the cheat codes. We'll, we'll cheat a little bit. We're going to give I you know. some codes. We're going to give you some, some opportunities to grow your team. Who needs AI when you've got <laughs> service evolution? That's what that's I think. That's, that's where it is. This is where it is at right now. We, All right, artificial so I'm intelligence. I'm gonna, that's us. <laughs> yeah, we got real intelligence. We got real. Well, we, between the two of us, you got you got like hundred percent. I'm like I'm like ninety, not eighty. So I, let's just be real. I'm somewhere in between. Let's call it RI, real intelligence. RI, real intelligence. That's right. Of the people, baby. Okay, so I want to talk about challenges because I know that people in our service industry they do face real challenges when they're trying to get habit implementing habits with their team. And I know repetition is, uh, is, is key, right? But for you, you know, I wonder if you could kind of dig into like, what kind of challenges have you faced when you've been trying to implement like habit transformation? If you see something that's happening in your company and you know, gosh, man, this is, I need to change this behavior. How, how can you do that? Or, you know, what have you seen come up 
that's been a challenge like that, that you can kind of explain the process? Well, the magic is, is emotions, right? That's the, that's the big juice. I was coaching a gal one time that runs a, an air conditioning company and she says, I'm scared to death to let them see my emotions. And mm. I'm like, well, that would be a mistake. Because they, your team, they, they need to see that you're one, you're super genuine, authentic, just super real. And if you get emotional from time to time when you're delivering some content, a speech, something that they need to see and feel you, you'll impact them and you'll change their life in that very moment. Literally in the moment, it will change their lives. So emotions is the key. And sometimes they, people bring their emotional charged self to the office and you've got to be able to sit with them and find out what's really happening. And without them telling you and going too deep, you don't want to pry, but if they divulge, then you, got, then you have a, an obligation to engage and see if you can help them. But in the business side of things, there needs to be an emotional attachment to what's being presented. The big, for me, I deliver content with a lot of passion. And when I start speaking in front of a group, I, I just get fired up and I just, I want to deliver and I don't want to stop until I see, you know, shiny eyes in the crowd. I want to make sure that people are super attentive. They're not texting on their phone under the tables. I need to see that they're highly engaged and I get very mm -hmm. passionate about that delivery. And I'm also very, very in tune with, with the, the people in the room. And even today on Zoom, I mean, I'm just, I'm in tune with who's paying attention and who's watching what. Uh, so really, you got to be emotional about what, are, and emotional managed emotions, of course, but you got to be able to emotionally attach to folks. And you can do that in a v various ways, but changing your octaves, your cadence, and how you speak, it'll eventually uh, go to everybody. I'm glad you brought up Zoom, that, that actually led me to a thought that I wanted to kind of cover. The other day, I did a super scientific survey on LinkedIn. <laughs> and one of the things we talked about is the challenges in the service industry. And I laid out a couple of different choices. Hands down, everyone chose technology as one of the defining factors of what their, their industry is going to be like, it's going to look like in the, in the future here. When we're talking about habits and implementing habits and helping and creating culture that creates good habits. Do you feel that technology has played a role in that? And, and, and is it good? Is it bad? Vice versa? Like what, what are your, your experience has been like with that? Well, much like we're talking about repetition is the creator of a skill or it's a creator of more noise. Talking about technology repeatedly has made everyone else talk about technology. Ask those people, really, do they really, really, truly think technology is going to change things? Get the really heart to heart. And if they can shut out the noise for a minute, they'll be like, no, it's annoying. It's like I've talked about cell phones many times in group settings. And I can name the iOS and the Android platform. And you drill down and everybody will fight for one of them and deny the other. Doesn't matter which order, <laughs> but they will deny it. And then if you dissect it, which I've done this repeatedly to prove a point to them that we have to be more open. We have to be more visible to both or all so we can truly make our own decision, not just hear the noise. And in that case, when you drill down on iOS or Android, they will tell you why they dislike 
their specific platform. So mm. the noise of more technology, more technology, and I put that in quotes because it is noise and it's influence in an industry. So they've brilliant marketing promoting technology. That's why everyone's talking about it. A lot of people dislike it because it's taken away jobs. It's taken away their ability to engage with each other. So a lot of those things were missing. Second part of that is, is do we need technology? It's a resounding hell yes. We've got to use technology at some level because I too am influenced by that noise of technology, technology, technology. I too have bought into it so much so we just changed an entire operating platform in our companies to the latest and greatest. And then we've had it made, made it into a hybrid so we can really function and meet the needs of our buyers and our team. And so we too are changing and shifting technology. We are, it's speeding everything up. It's changing what analytics I get to see, how we get to see it, when we get to see it, real-time data, real-time closeout. There's a lot of different things. So technology cannot be gotten rid of, but it is disliked by many when you dig deeper. And I've done this in a lot of different groups. So I've, I've been through the different settings on this and figuring out why, why they feel attacked by it. And it's, it's taking away from society. It's taking away from us as individuals but it's also contributing to the end user, the people we serve. So there's a lot of perks and benefits. There's a lot of dislike. It's twofold. Repetition is why we keep thinking about it. Repetition is why we keep growing it. Yeah. You know, I think of a little platform a few people use called TikTok. And, uh, you know, this little thing, it, it, uh, it's getting some traction and it definitely is creating habits. And so, you know, I think of technology and, and how it could be so powerful and create amazing habits and reinforce really good habits, or it can derail <laughs> an entire day yeah. because you're stuck on TikTok. Yeah, talking. To, and that's, talking that was to, my thought process. Talking to Dan on Kathy one time, the uh, CEO for Chick Fil A, and you've even heard me yeah. talk about this. But one of his things was is that he learns a brand new app on his phone every single day, at least one app. And so he had, by the time I had met him, this is four or five years ago now, but he, he said that he had gone through thousands of apps and some of them he kept in using because they helped with habits. They made habitual things made easier, basically. And out of the thousands yeah. of apps he had gone through, he had tossed thousands and he took and chose which ones really actually will serve a greater good for him. But learning a new app every day, that's no joke in technology. And, you know, in his 60s at that time, I think he's probably 70. But he uh, he was learning a new app. He was trying to stay current. Not trying, he was doing. He was staying current in technology because of his team was staying current in technology. It made him very advanced. So I could appreciate I, his feedback I, on that. Yeah. And I can see that directly tying back to his purpose, right, or their purpose. And their purpose really is not selling chicken. It's really creating, cultivating, you know, a new generation of young people that, that grow up to be good people, you know, uh, and, and really take their brand and then continue on that legacy. Yeah, um, he's creating amazing adults. They're just not there yet. Yeah. They're teens. Exactly. But all those adults are, I get why he's on the technology side, because they're all on TikTok. Man. Yeah. They're on like some platform that's, teaching them something, whether it's good or bad. And so I'm wondering, like, 
as a, as a CEO in the industry that is very people, you know, centric in the service industry, how can we, uh, or should we be thinking about technology to reinforce that message, that habit going forward? That's, that seems to me like the, that may be the ticket too. To help yeah, for, for me, I'd habits. say I'm not the high technology guy. I use a lot of technology. Mm-hmm. I've been very selective in what I would lo- allow to consume my time. I'm not big on socials. I'm a Twitter guy. Once in a while, I follow certain people on Twitter for content. But other than that, I'm not big on socials. I've been very selective in what technology I engage in. My phone is an extremely powerful computer in my pocket, and I use it to its maximum. Whether, you know, transactions of real estate or buying a vehicle, I use my phone as the tool to be able to do 90% of that. And I'm in that phone because I also use it for all my reading, all my research. So I use, you know, significant amount of apps and different technology, but I've been very selective in how I do that. I'm not a techie, so I don't need to be in the iOS line at 930 at night for a 8 a.m. offering. I've never done that in my (laughs) life. And so I won't tomorrow either. But will I need that in a year or two? Maybe. But the shifts are so incremental, unless you really spend an eight hours a day in tech, I suspect you probably don't need all that additional content. I'm not, a, yeah. I'm not in the tech business. I'm in the service business. I'm here to serve people. And I use tech. I use, use opportunity. We use platforms. And the bottom line is, is we are people serving people. It's all about the people, man. It's all about the peeps. That's why we. That's why we do this. That's why we do it. It's Deliver all about the people. We are the people. We're for the people. I do. I do. I will say. I think you do a great job leveraging, you know, uh, messaging with technology constantly. We we will get your your food for thoughts, and I think that is a big influence. I know it is because I see people respond back, and then you respond back to those people. So we're it does help to reinforce that message, yeah. and and I think reinforce the good habits. So, yeah, 100%. I mean, I couldn't reach everybody that works with us in the Western region of the United States. I wouldn't be able to impact them without some technology. And being able to send content, Food for Thought Fridays is what I call it. And sometimes that goes on Mondays or Tuesdays. It depends on when I'm getting fired up about something. But I'll send some Food for Thought that, I just, that I've been impacted by during my day. And I'm like, man, everybody can hear this. Everybody, you know, can learn from this. And so I send it, but yeah, we call it food for thought. Yeah, they're they're I think very impactful, and I think it's a great way of, of reinforcing those habits, and then that are so important on cultivating success for a service industry company. All right, so we're almost out of time. We're going to wrap up. I do want to ask you one final question: if, if you know, based on your experience as a CEO in the service industry, you know, what advice would you give other business leaders? on how to successfully cultivate and sustain impactful habits. We talked about a lot of repetition, but just in your words, if you had to sum it all up, what would you say? So clarity and role. So define your roles. If you're a large enough company, say eight to 10 people, make sure you have different departments and those departments need to be integrated into the consistent agenda. So the meetings have to take place weekly with departmental or direct reports monthly with a bigger team, but that has to be very consistent. And then the message that you're delivering in all of those meetings get 
populated into an agenda and you deliver on that agenda in every single meeting. But you as a CEO, if you have a very small company, you are the delivery person. You have to continually deliver. If you're in the honored police, you have to make sure that you have properly trained your department heads and they have to convey messages consistent with the culture and the value of your company. You do that, you got a winning company. All right. That's what we're all about here, man. Helping people create winning companies, changing cultures, shifting, and being the very best we can be. Thank you for doing that, winners man. Winners building winners. Yeah. It's the way to go, man. It's all about the people. All right, my friend. Well, thank you. We're going to wrap up. Thank you for your insight today. I love it. It's, you know, we talked so much about habits and repetition and creating those habits and the challenges that the companies face and the messaging and really connecting all that together in the end uh, with some good clarity and structure in what you're doing and then continue that messaging just to create really good, successful people. So it's all about it, man. Thank you. Thank you for that insight. Good being here, man. Thank you. I love to deliver some content for people. Just use what you want. Get rid of what's trash, what you don't need, but use the content that does impact you. Capitalize on it. Serve people. All right. Well, we'll do it again soon. We got some more great podcasts coming up, some good guests coming up. I'm excited to have that on. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, hey, hit subscribe so you don't miss new podcasts that are coming out. Hit the button on there. Leave us a comment. Yeah, Jim loves to read the comments. And we love getting that feedback from you guys. I know I do. So, uh, you know, selfishly, just do it for me. There you go. There you go. Uh, That's it. And then if you're on, if you're watching on our YouTube channel, man, smash that button on there. Give us a like. Let us know that we're providing content that is valuable for you and your service industry company. And so, and then also hit the little bell so you get notifications so you don't miss when things drop. All right, for everyone here at Service Evolution, thank you. Jim, thank you, sir. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you very much.